Hello everyone and welcome to WDW Happy Hour. It is Sunday, June 5th. Um, we are recording a special bonus episode, or as we're calling it here, a chaser episode. Um, usually, that was the weakest laugh. Um, usually, um, we are recording these uh, once every two weeks on Sunday. So they'll be going up. Uh, we record them on Sunday morning. We usually post them around Sunday afternoon or Sunday night so you can listen to them throughout your daily commute on uh, you know Monday morning. Um, but we decided to do a bonus episode for two reasons. One, on our last episode, if you listened to it, there was a bunch of stuff that we um, were pressed for time and we didn't get to. And the other thing is um, we want to give a very special thank you to um, a gentleman who we spoke about on the last podcast, which is a Mr. Michael Bowling, um, who some of our listeners may know from the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition. Um, he does a great podcast. Um, and he and mentioned connecting with Walt. Yeah. He has and, a yes, and he does connecting with Walt with uh, Mr. Uh, Craig Williams. Craig Williams. Um, he gave us a shout out on his podcast and... Um, it was very nice of him. He totally didn't have to do that. Considering we're both Disney podcasts, and I know that we have different audiences and kind of a different feel, so I wouldn't say we're a direct competitor, but still, it's a Disney podcast, and for him to be so nice to give us a shout-out and say that he listened and he followed us on Facebook and, and social media, and based on the fact that he gave us a shout-out, we've seen um, a huge uptick in the amount of people that have listened to the podcast. We've received just a huge outpouring of positive support, um, from people who might have heard him talk about it on his podcast. So if you're um, one of our new listeners and you heard and you heard about this podcast from Michael Bowling, thank you to Michael and thank you guys for listening. So we are doing an extra podcast for you this week. So here we go. And if and you like us, you should tell your friends. Yes, that's, that's true. The, the, that's the only way that this can get bigger. We we hope to make this a very serious endeavor and. You know, if you like us, tell everybody has a Disney nerd friend. Tell your Disney nerd friend about <laughs> Absolutely. us. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we've met a bunch of great people. We've had such an outpouring of support um, from people reaching out to us um, via email or on social media. And so, yeah, if you if you like the podcast, you keep wanting to hear us, you know, delivering good content. Please spread the word. Tell your friends. Um, you know, reach out to us on reach out to us on social media, and yeah. So thank you to everyone, and we're gonna kick off the podcast. So I'm gonna kick it over to I don't know who wants to start us off. Well, we just had like one tiny little news article that Rob wanted to follow up on, so let's do that, yeah, and then we'll get into our the rest of our trip review. And if I'm right in saying this is something that we kind of talked about on the first episode, right? So this is kind of a follow up, Rob. Yeah. So we talked about the possibility of a small bar going in basically the exit of the um, Tower of Terror attraction at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And Disney came out and basically said that's not happening. So I, it was never an official thing from Disney saying they were going to do it, but it was a pretty strong rumor. Um, but they came out and said that the retail space was too valuable and merchandising <sighs> basically said put a... Put the stop to it. So uh, that hurts yeah. my heart. <clears throat> I know. It would have been that, so cool. That really hurts my heart because really that would have upped merchandise because they had to go. Through you the have to go shop, through. Right? Let people right? get a little tipsy. Give them the magic pants. Let's <laughs> yeah. start going Good call. nuts. <laughs> it I, that just makes me so sad because I know that Tower Terror has its own specialized merchandise, um, but it's not like they're. I'm sure there were overlapping items like they have, you know, like the Hollywood Studios 2016 shirts in there. Like, keep that on 
the um, Hollywood Boulevard shops, you do not have to bring that into the Tower of Terror. You can make that more specialty. And I think the smaller and more specialty, the more likely I am to purchase those items because it's like, here's the only place you can get it. Here, Here's where I will buy it. Yeah, and we talked about this too on a previous episode about how a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the shops are just getting streamlined. It's all the same stuff. There's not enough things that are unique to that specific place. Like when you go to Tower of Terror and you go to the gift shop, um, one would think that there would be a bunch of you know exclusive stuff that you can only get at that at the Tower of Terror gift shop. But that's not really how it is. And I get it. I mean, Disney wants to make sure that you know people who you know may might not be going to that uh, park on that trip you know and really want to you know, get something for the Tower of Terror. go to Disney Springs or just go to World of Disney. You yeah. do not have to go to every park because you can pretty much find the merchandise anywhere. Yeah. And what's the best What's the best gift shop? The answer is Memento Mori because yep. it's all specialized hmm. Haunted Mansion stuff. There's no Epcot mugs in yeah. Memento Mori. You can't find, you know, Sorcerer Mickey hats there. It's very... It's Haunted Mansion and that's yeah. it. And it's cool. And it's... Yeah, I totally agree. That is probably the best gift shop. Yeah. Is Pirates the second one too? Like it has a lot of Pirates themed. Yeah, stuff, but Pirates but also really has a bunch of. I haven't through the entire gift shop at Pirates. Yeah, I feel like they I'm just have, like. That's a gift shop. Do you know like the one in Adventureland, like by the restrooms, like the mm -hmm. underpass restrooms? There's a shop there that is a gift shop, but it also has a lot of like third party merchandise. Like you can find like Roxy, Oakley sunglasses. I think there's Rayman oh, right. sunglasses yeah. in there. Like beachy so kind a of stuff. It's sunglass hut yeah. store. Well, I think a lot of that merchandise kind of bleeds over. Like I can picture like a Tommy Bahama shirt. Like when <laughs> right. you come out of Pirates, like it's a lot of like the Mickey as a pirate and like swords and stuff. But I might have to renege on the um, best. Uh, <laughs> gift shop thing and that's uh i really like the i think my favorite gift shop in all of walt disney world oh, is the what? one in japan oh that's but a you're good saying one. but you're saying a gift disney shop specific gift shop, yeah. of a specific yeah the, to the a, japanese gift shop is phenomenal and you know what was really great the gift shop um when you came out of the norway pavilion was really good too oh that was good and they had all like traditional norwegian stuff you could buy like they had that a really $200 nice, like, sweater yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. I love how I'm oh. so old. I'm like, they had some really great hand lotion there. It just really made my skin <laughs> Well, great. it was that, that special scent. I hope they bring that back or that it can be found somewhere in the Norway Pavilion. Yeah, they that had was good a, stuff. They had a perfume that was only made, it was made in Norway, but sold exclusively at the Norway Pavilion. And it smelled so good. Yeah, and it I was always good. asked for it for Christmas. And you never got never it. Never got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dirty laundry's being aired out on this podcast. I think it's called like Layla. Like smell of Norway. <laughs> smell of Norway. It's probably not. They're the really one. selling it with that Wait, name. Smell of Norway. <laughs> um, so we didn't get to a bunch of items that we wanted to talk about on our last podcast, and I forget. I know the one because I mentioned it like three times, and Catherine was like, "Shut up." We're well, not bring it up about now. Bring it up now. Um, we'll we wanted first. to talk about the security. Um, the upgrade of security at the parks uh, when we were there. It was the first week and actually the first day uh, when we were there that they were doing 100% of all uh, um, guests entering the park had to go through a metal detector. And before, um, for people who have been in the past year, they've been implementing these metal detectors and it's basically been random, uh, random screenings where you walk through the park and they'll take a handful of people at random. You'll have to you know, empty your pockets, walk through the metal detector. Um, but when we were there, they were doing absolutely 100% have to go through 
And I just wanted to get the team's take on how you felt about it. Um, do you feel more safe? Do you feel less safe? Do you think this is a necessary thing? So does anyone want to weigh in on this? Well, I will also say that was we went to Magic Kingdom that day. And the line for the bag entrance, and you did not have to go down to the middle, the ferry boat entrance where they usually funnel you. It was that entrance right where you come out and go to the buses. That was backed up into the ferry boat entrance. I mean, it was so far. It was just a crowd of people. Logistically, I think what they were doing was bus people were going in that way because they, they wouldn't let you go to the left. Down right. to the to the monorail, so and they the they were people. having the the ferry people go towards the center, and then the monorail, monorail people, people were on the other yeah the other side. And we so, might attribute that to growing pains. You know, I I don't know if we can necessarily um, project that it's going to be like that from now on. I think that they're just getting their footing about exactly how they want to do this but i mean it was still really bad i mean the crowds at the entrance was crazy you could definitely tell a noticeable difference that was by far the longest i've had to wait for a bag check line sure when we got going. magic was in that was it was already hot it was humid and just sure that yeah it took forever mm -hmm. yeah we got the impression too that they were still planning on putting in more permanent screening methods than what they've got now that sure. they got this very quickly and very suddenly and had to come up with a solution almost overnight that long term they may be able to put something in where they can actually funnel people in a logistically sound, sound way <laughs> rather than for what the first couple days were which was controlled chaos yeah and from what we've heard um from our sources that you know i don't want to say um <laughs> but i've heard that a lot a, a a major proponent of why they're doing this is to combat, um, you know, legal issues that Disney might be under attack that they're profiling people. Because whenever you, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever you take a random assortment of people and say that it's, you know, a random screening, there's always going to be a group of people who feel like they're being profiled. And that's natural. I mean, that happens at the airport. That happens anywhere that you do random screenings. And I think that Disney, um, my, I mean, it makes sense that they would do this just to um, say, oh, no, we're doing it for everyone. Yeah. You but know? they also said it's become a Florida law that by a certain date, like, everyone does have to be screened. But interesting point. You got the Rob, Holly, and Matt, I'm pointing in a podcast, doesn't help. <laughs> the three of them had bags and waited in line. Scott and yeah. I went through the no bag line and kind of waited for them on the inside of the gate. And we did not go through a metal detector. <laughs> Interesting. So it was implemented for everyone with a bag, okay. I guess. Um, but we also did not have bags the morning we went to Epcot the next day. And we did have, everyone did have yeah. to go through the metal yeah. detector. I think it was still part of the transition that first day that we had gone through and didn't yeah. get screened. And then that by that day we went through Epcot, it was full 100% everybody being screened. Right. I feel like even before the 100% I would always get pulled. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's crazy. just because I look sketchy as hell, <laughs> but no, I feel like every time I would be, like I would almost expect, like I'm going to get pulled for a random screen. It's your ambiguous skin tone. That's what they're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're profiling. Yeah. He could be <laughs> what, anything. What is this guy? <laughs> but so Racial chameleon. The, the larger question, why did Disney feel they had to do this? Isn't it a it, law? I thought it was oh. a Florida law. Isn't oh. that what our source said? I think, I think it's a law source. because um, Universal has them for all their entrances. And Florida like made a law saying all theme parks, if you get you know X amount of attendance, you have to have. Metal and the attendance. implementation oh, okay. was very sudden. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, 
the thing is, and I'm stealing this from Rob, Disney does such a good job of making you feel safe, but not seeing it. Like they hide it yes. very well. Um, and this was straight up like guys in orange vests, like going through your bags. Like the, this was not discreet. It was not built in at all. Um, so do you know what this would change for me? And maybe, maybe I'm overreacting a little bit. It would really encourage me to use, for example, at Epcot, the, um, other entrance, the back entrance from the oh, border area, gateway. because oh, yes. yeah, the international gateway entrance, because that's going to be so much easier to get through. But maybe that's an overreaction. Yeah, but that's tough to get to. I mean, because that involves having to go to boardwalk or a yacht well, every, and beach and walk there. But every time we actually, most times we went to Epcot this trip, we didn't go through the main entrance. We did go through the international gateway. We were park hopping and thought, well, we can just get on a bus from boardwalk and. You know, it was like the second half of our day that we went to Epcot. So if you're in the parks and you can make that choice and you can either get on a bus to Epcot main entrance or monorail. Yeah, that line's always going to be shorter if you can do it. But you wonder. So the thing that stuck out too was the enormous cost this is mm. presenting to Disney because. I felt like there was probably double the amount of security personnel. Mm -hmm. Not to it. mention the cost to run the uh, machines. Oh, sure. All the extra. And, and from what I gather... And these... the machines themselves? Sure. Yeah, the metal so, detectors, the, you know... But they're contractors from right now. From I think they, no, just, they, are, no, they, were they just transitioned that they are now Disney okay, employees okay. doing that. But it begs the... If I'm Disney, I'm looking at this to say... I want to screen somebody once, and then that's it, oh right? Gosh. So that cuts down on the guest impact and their financial impact. So like, right? If, if which is why if, Disneyland is perfect. Right. So meaning you you go through security once, and then you're, you're in, in the, the system. You're in the bubble. You're in the, right. You, <laughs> they should just frisk everyone when they come on property, just like at all <laughs> the entrances. You drive your car yeah. through like yeah. some sort of detection. But, I mean, it's just device. like the airport, right? You go through security, and then you're and then on the, it, the other side. Right. right. You yeah. see, that's the problem, though, is that the you know Walt Disney World uh, itself is so vast that you can't really. And people are leaving. People are com coming and going. You know, you've got some areas where you don't need park admission. Like with Disneyland, you walk into the hub, you either go left for um, California Adventure or right for Disneyland. Um, if you come in through the back entrance, you're not required to, um, you know, go through security screening, screening just to go to Disney Springs. It's only to get into the area, the hub, where you go to the parks. Logistically, you can't do that in Walt Disney World. Wait, what are you saying? Oh, you're saying Disney Springs, but it's downtown. Disney. I'm sorry, yeah. downtown and Disney. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> sorry, they didn't go. Yeah, I'm sorry. What is this Disney Springs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. If you go in the back entrance at Disneyland to downtown Disney. Um, you can just hang out at downtown Disney without Right. The only screened. time you need to go through the security screenings is when you get into the hub, which you can go to the two parks. But it just doesn't work like that logistically with Walt Disney World. Just because of how spread out everything is. Some people are driving. What do you think, some... like a wristband? Like, hey, like I got screened at my hotel. Like they went through everything. Some kind of like TSA pre. Yeah. yeah I, AP I, I, pre. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're, I, I would think they're working on it just because the, the cost is astronomical. I mean, the labor cost to that is. Oh, that makes me so it, happy it, that you think that. I, I think they have to. See, I if, think. If it, they're not, I think they're, I they're they foolish. I wish something with your magic band. Yeah. 
I mean, the, right, there's... Yeah, the, like, we've screened her, yeah, she's good like, for this trip. Scan your magic band. Or that You're day. Good. Like, right. you get on a bus at your resort in the morning, mm -hmm. you go through some security protocol, right? And, and that requires changes logistically, whether right. the bus terminals are blocked off so you can only enter them through one means. And once you're through, the, you know, there's and there's you can tie of, that all to the magic band. So then you put before the security screening, the, you scan a magic band, mm -hmm. and it will come up whether or not you've had this screening before. If you have and you've you've passed, then you don't yeah. have to go through the the screening. Right. If you have not, then you go yeah. through. I don't know. I don't know if I just disagree or if I'm just playing devil's advocate in my mind. Mm -hmm. But I I kind of disagree. With, with the premise there. The whole point is to keep people from bringing, I assume, explosive devices or guns into the parks. Sure. And if they're ever leaving an area where they could reinteract with the public outside of the park, that's a problem. Like, if you're already screened for the day and you're able to meet with your contact Liaison. who's got the explosive device or whatever, that's a problem with with your plan. Yeah. Right. No, because right. That's what walking. I'm saying. It, yeah, okay. Once you're in... Once you go into the closed system, we'll call it, right? The bubble. Mm -hmm. You exit that at some point, so really, right? Then that's like, going back to your resort room or anything, right? Then you're outside the bubble again and you have to re-enter it. So, like, but, if you went to Magic Kingdom in the morning and then you went to Animal Kingdom in the afternoon, you would have to be re-screened going into Animal Kingdom because you've left... Correct. You've left well, the bubble. Well, uh, the bubble is is very small. The bubble is self-contained for all four parks. But I'm thinking. Okay, so for example, the the morning we left Tuesday, we drove to Epcot. Uh huh. Went through security to get on the monorail. Got to Magic Kingdom. Had to go through security at Magic Kingdom. Left the Magic Kingdom again to go to Epcot to enter Epcot, and we had to go through. So three times, right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. That's true. We. So there, there is more areas. of a bubble than I'm thinking. With Epcot and Magic Kingdom, I think there is. That's probably the yes, I, I the place where yeah. you can cut costs yeah. and and yeah. you know eliminate well, some time wasting. In Hollywood, you're gonna have to because yeah, they're, they're a little bit separate. Yeah. Unless you wanted to wall in the path from Hollywood Studios to Epcot <laughs> and then wall in the whole. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, bless you. I guess there's options if you really wanted to go all out and close sure. in. See what I think they should do. Here's my idea. Go. It's just part of the infrastructure of the magic band scanning posts. That could be a huge metal detector. Yeah, Make that's... it look like a beautiful little arch, your golden arch you're walking through. You know, like... They... Yeah, but then that also adds another step. Because then you're not just um, scanning your magic band and putting your fingerprint down, you're emptying your pockets. But you could all be... If you incorporate it all into one thing, you're right, it would eliminate the two stations. But... I don't know. Well, I mean, we're clearly not, you know, um, security professionals <laughs> and we're not, you know, in charge of doing the logistics here. This is all conjecture, but I, I, I'm more interested in how you guys feel about like, does this just make you feel more safe? Does this make you feel less safe? Because it kind of makes the security more obvious. Like, what's your take on this? I think it threw me for a loop, and I'm going to take this on a different way and not really answer your question. Perfect. Um, I, that morning we went in, I saw that group of people, and, like, I almost said to you guys, like, let's go back to Epcot. Like, like it was so crowded that yeah. I was like, this isn't even worth going through the park. However, when we got in the park that day, it wasn't horrible. No. 
I mean, it was crowded, but it wasn't the most crowded I've ever seen it in the Magic Kingdom. But it really skews the perception of how many people are there because most of the people are outside waiting to get in. Right. When you really see them all confined in that one area, you're like, oh my God, this is so much. This is so much. And then when you get in the park and everyone's spread out, you're exactly right. Like you, you don't think about how many people are in there because it's, you know, everyone's spread out all over the place. So yeah, I, I totally agree. It's that initial like, oh God. And then it kind of starts people's day off on like a, oh, it's so crowded. You know, yeah. like people yeah. have a negative perception before walking in the door. I feel like my perception was never that I was particularly unsafe in the park. So the improvement would be minimal, even if I did feel safer right. as a result of the screening. And the other thing, too, when they were just doing the bag checks, I mean, for me, that was enough. I don't care that people who don't have bags are getting screened like I guess maybe it's a bit naive to think that people can't somehow smuggle in something. But for me, the bags were the biggest thing. Like, that's right. the biggest safety concern. And as long as those were getting screened, I was happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of feel the same way. But, you know, I mean, especially when it comes to, you know, government and government regulations, state laws, you have to do what you have to do. Sure. And um, it may result in us being inconvenienced in the process, but that's just something you have to deal with. And, you know, I, I'm sure that, you know, if this is something that continues that, you know, it'll become something commonplace and it won't be a big deal. You'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. It's just a perception over reality thing. Is this, is Disney trying to give the perception of safety or are they really trying? My thing is always, what's to stop you from going? There was a thousand people in that <laughs> right. small <laughs> square footage exactly. that we... You know what I mean? What's to stop you from that point well, doing something? Why do you have to kill starts... people inside the Magic Kingdom? <laughs> right, right. 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 Outside I mean, like, the Magic Kingdom. The, the whole thing is, you're right. If someone wants to do something, they're gonna find exactly. the the way to do something. So it may be a, a you know give off the appearance of safety, but I think it's mainly like a cover your butt scenario. Sure. Um, all right. Well, what was the other? Are we done on this? Basically, I, are we beating this to the you ground? You tell us. That was your. That was your baby. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to yeah. let everyone know, especially people who haven't been there in a while, so they're not. You know, if they're listening to the podcast and then they go there, they're not completely taken aback that. Well, wait, I have to go through a metal detector. I don't even. Yeah. So. Yeah, so be prepared for that if you're going. You know, anytime in the near future. We or, can give one tip though, I think, and that was, if you, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're wearing anything on your wrists or anything like that that you weren't taking off as you were going through the detector. I think they had you do this, Holly, once. I said, Putting your arms up higher, they can tell that it's something that's on your wrists or... But then they told you not to do that. No, they, she told them not to take it off. Oh, not to take it off. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you might save yourself a second trip or a, uh, a wanding. Yeah, if you have... A wanding. If you, you put your hands above your head. <laughs> yeah, if you have... 10 pounds of Alex and Ani bracelets on your arm, yep. like uh, Holly. Just... You were just at Downtown Disney? Yeah. Springs. Disney Springs. Disney Springs. See, now you're throwing me off. Yeah. Oh, oh, Disneyland is still called Downtown Disney. I would Disney. say definitely pack lighter. Oh my gosh. Make sure you had pack lighter in the park. Well, it made me very, very uh, apt to not bringing a bag. Yes. I mean, yes. like, I was like, well, yep. screw it. I can just bring, like, a wallet. And my phone in my back pocket, and now with the magic band, since that has your money, yeah. all I had was right. my ID on me, yeah. and that was really yeah. all I needed. The problem is, I really like. I mean, when I'm going to the park, especially when it's hot, like water. I like to bring a few water bottles. I like to bring a light snack, and you know that's just something that you know I got to deal with. So, 
That's just the my struggle, cross the bear. The struggle. <laughs> yeah. True first world problems. Okay. And the other thing that we didn't get to on our last podcast was... Um, Did you remember yet? Because it was, I, it was I, Ohana. I, I did. It was like, Ohana. Okay. We all went to... Uh, I feel like you're stalling so you can We remember. went to Ohana. <laughs> and um, I know that this was a, a kind of a divisive... This was... Ohana was funny because we walked out of it and we were discussing, as we now do, we almost like podcast prep when we ever we do something <laughs> uh, like that and we're like so what's everyone's rating and mine was like initially really positive and then when we broke it down i was like maybe it wasn't as great as i just thought it was and i think that now that it's been a decent amount of time since we've been there i'm kind of excited to see what everyone's take was so we ate at ohana uh, which is at the polynesian and that is a family style um, almost like a Korean barbecue. If you guys have ever been to a Korean barbecue place, like a, whatever, a local or Fogo de Chow, um, where they bring out, the servers bring out the food, they'll bring out meat on skewers and, you know, appetizers and stuff. So that's what to expect if you go to Ohana. And um, Catherine, do you want to give your um, initial review on, on Ohana at the Polynesian? Well... Can I maybe yeah. Scott? Do you want to start? Well, can I propose maybe a way of going about this and and say that we could give our impressions of several different aspects of yes, that restaurant? Yes, because I think just going at it as a whole is pretty okay. Cool. But let me yeah, let me let me do it this way. Overall impression of the restaurant decor environment. Yeah. Okay. How how did you feel about that? The yeah the atmosphere. Let's let's say well, atmosphere. I'll also preface this by giving your listeners an idea. If you've never been to Ohana, it's on the second floor of the Polynesian, right behind Tambu Tambu Lounge or Tambu Lounge. It's not Tambu Tambu. No, no. <laughs> it is if you go there twice. Lapu Lapu and the Tambu exactly. Lounge. Okay, there we go. Um, so it's, it's right behind the Tambu Lounge in the morning. It's a character dining and it's windows face the Seven Seas Lagoon. So you have a very clear view of the Magic Kingdom if you're panoramic, on. And you can, yeah, you can a see Cinderella's Castle view, from the window You can there. see, you know, you can see the Contemporary, you can see the Grand Floridian depending on where you're sitting. Um, so that's what they're going for there. Um, I mean, first of all, I love the Polynesian decor, you know, just in general. The hotel's beautiful. Um, the, um, all of the uh, amenities, all of the shops, the restaurants and bars in there are, are awesome. Um, obviously, that's also where uh, Trader Sam's bar is. And, I mean, I think that the ambiance and environment of Ohana is just as good. It's It's just as good as everything else in the Polynesian. So, I mean, if you like the Polynesian, you like the look of that, then... But I... I, I you disagree. I completely disagree with you. Because really? where you have Trader Sam's, you have a more adult feel to it. Like, absolutely way more adults. Even in the outdoor bar, I felt like it was just more adults sitting around drinking later into the evening. Okay. Pretty waterfalls. Not as good of a view, <laughs> um, but a different atmosphere. I felt like Ohana was like... A sizzler like I felt like wow. like the windows were dirty looking out to washed. the magic they yes, needed to right. be washed were there, were hand, there were <laughs> hand prints there were face prints like if I was that table we were sitting second closest to the window if I was the table closest to the window I would have been disgusted looking out like I kind of had to put it aside sitting where I was um, but I did not like the like the ambiance itself, if the restaurant was empty and everything was clean, sure, yeah, it looks it looks good. It's a Polynesian themed restaurant. It was fine. Yeah. It was nothing special in my mind. 
I'm just saying it's in line with all the other Polynesian. But I love Trader Sam. Trader Sam's even outside, sitting outside of the Tiki Bar. I would have rather been there. Yeah, I've eaten, yeah. Tw okay. we've eaten twice at Kona Cafe, which is right next to it. And I, that ambiance to me is better than yes, what I agree Ohana with you. was. I think just talking about something we talked about recently, if you compare the interior of Ohana to the in interior of the, um, gosh, I'm blanking on the restaurant. What? Sounds the, like where the, is uh, it? The Jungle Cruise restaurant. Oh, oh Skipper, Skipper Canteen. Skipper Canteen. The theming of Skipper Canteen is on point. Yeah. And Ohana. But that's a theme restaurant. Well, I understand that, but you know your theme here is supposed to be the Polynesian, and I just if you took away the view, and you didn't have that view of the Seven Seas Lagoon, you've got just a basic upscale restaurant anywhere in America. That's true. I wouldn't even say upscale. I'd say middle. I'd yeah. say mid-range mid mid restaurant. Yeah, yeah it, it, the the view does add you know several extra points. I think. Um, it, yeah, if you took away the view, you, you'd be left with a pretty middle of the road. Nothing. I mean, not not bad by any means, but just you know, your standard. I also felt like the ceilings were very low. Like and and that's not like a like, but it didn't feel very like open and airy. Like it felt like a little bit more enclosed. Like. Like you were eating at a buffet restaurant, which I guess it kind of is. They just bring the buffet to your table. Yeah, sort of. So. So why don't we move on to food? Because this is the this is the for lack of a better uh, metaphor, the bread and butter of you know the restaurant. So what did you guys think of the food? This is where we kind of this is where we kind of differ here. Um, so Scott. Well, there was there were a number of different options and. As far as the things that they brought out for appetizers, and you don't choose, right? They just bring no, it out. Just and you want some. You do not receive a menu. You do not receive a menu. No, you, you do don't not. know what you're. I mean, you don't know exactly what you're getting when you go there if you don't do your research. That's true. So your starters were a salad and a type of bread, mm -hmm. as I recall. It was yeah, and the salad bread. was good. So it's Ohana pineapple coconut bread. Mm -hmm. Is how it's described on the menu. Yeah. Um, and then the the salad is mixed greens salad with the lily kawaii dressing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, neither of them were were outstanding. The salad I, was good. It was a good. Salad. I thought the salad was outstanding. So let's talk about the appetizers. Okay. So pork dumplings tossed in garlic ginger sauce served with peanut and sweet and sour sauces and honey coriander chicken wings served with peanut and sweet and sour sauces. The dumplings were really good. Right? <laughs> we gotta tell the story, so go ahead. Okay, so, so this is Broccoli Rob. That's my nickname. And I earned that nickname because I'm allergic to broccoli. And most dumplings that I've always had have never had broccoli in them. Well, these do. <laughs> And so did, now, just remind me: Did they ask at any okay, point? The, well, when you the, make your reservation online, they ask, "Do you have a food allergy?" Do they? Yeah. Yes, I, I, you have to check the okay. box that there's no food allergy. Oh, so I probably just completely <laughs> disregard that. But, but, <laughs> so okay, this might but be it, your fault. No, well, it should have been see, a double check. See, I think okay, two things should have happened. I in. Typically, a waitress will ask, are there any food allergies? I mean, what would you say? 80% yeah, of the meals yes. you sit down mm -hmm. at Disney? Yeah. For sure. So, she did not ask that. And secondly, there's no description of the food. And, like, 
if they had a menu with like what was in like it or veggie, so, like if it said veggie dumpling, you yeah, would have been like, or like, oh, are or there... when she brings it over, like typically when you go to a place like that, they'll they'll say, here we have this you know, has this, it, like so even if you didn't already out outwardly say you have a food allergy, it would have come up based on her yeah. description. Yes, and like I knew the 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 noodle dish had broccoli in it, and. So this was me. I didn't want to tell them because I didn't want a whole dish of noodles without broccoli, just because I didn't feel like eating that. Yeah. So you're I didn't want to, be, you know. So it, for everyone who's listening, your broccoli allergy isn't like incredibly, incredibly severe. Like you can eat stuff that broccoli was on the plate. It's if you eat broccoli, then you have an adverse reaction. Yes. Your throat closes up. Yes. So I started enjoying the dumplings, which I usually enjoy. Dumplings. <laughs> They're one of my favorite Asian. Um, cuisines, Absolute yeah, and dishes. I could, I just sensed something was wrong. Like it's just not, it's not like instantaneous, but I could just your feel, broccoli sense was tingling. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. So that definitely. Um, but the review of this and like the other food. Well, what happened? So, 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 so I started eating the dumplings, and I'm like, I think there's broccoli in this because I just felt so. I didn't want to panic or anything. So I just tried to remain calm and like just sit there and just kind of like wait it out. And you excused yourself. And, yeah. You know. No, I didn't have to do anything like that. But, right. Um, no, but you went to the bathroom. Yeah. So like I just tried to really water on I, your face. It's one of those things like you start breathing heavier. Panicking, so you, you, yeah, yeah. You, you make it worse. So I was just like, I'm just going to chill and sit here. And so the waitress did come. I think you, Holly cut into one and we saw green. I mean, it was pre pretty clearly right. broccoli when you like dug into mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. and then asked, we confirmed it with the waitress and she was very sympathetic well, at that point. I, I think she has to be. Sure. Because but they she take was that kind of like, seriously. well, did you tell us? And, and Rob was like, well, there's not normally broccoli. It was a little accusatory. A, yeah, it was. I was, I did not feel comfortable with her approach. I, you know, yeah. she said, do you need immediate medical attention? Okay. No, that was the right thing to say. But then right. she goes, well, did you know? Or like she said something like, "Well, well, what? Did you eat the dumpling?" And like, but there's and then Rob actually had to say like, "There's not usually broccoli in veggie dumplings." All right, in, in pot, they're pork, they're, they're pot pork. stickers, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're pork like dumplings. Stickers. This guy, I mean, it doesn't even say vegetables or usually they put what a cabbage or yeah. something. Yeah, in, right. I mean, well, it's, okay, so this could have been. I mean, so what you're telling me is that the only, um, the only. What am I trying to oh say boy. here? The okay. only place where you're allowed to declare your food allergy is at the time of your making the reservation. Well, it's not the only... If we would have sat down and say, okay, he has a broccoli allergy. I mean, it's but not they like don't, you, they'd say they no, but like, they didn't give the opportunity. And at most, yeah, uh, usually at, at all the restaurants, they say, are you on the dining plan? Are there any food allergies? Yes. Yeah, and I will true. typically mention it, you know, even if it's some place that I'm almost guaranteed not going to... But especially there... I knew there was broccoli in the vet, in the veg, the stir right. fry. So I would have definitely brought it up if she had asked. Um, so I mean, she asked if I wanted to see the chef, and I'm like, at that point, what, what, what was the point? Do? Like, what is it? Yeah. What, yep. There's broccoli yeah, already. Yeah, you know, was, so um, I want the chef to see my course. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of lessened the experience, certainly. <laughs> and but, then there was something else that lessened my experience. Well, before we get to that, allergies aside, there the 
pot stickers from Trader Sam's. I would have much rather had those oh as the gosh, appetizer. Yeah. They were and better. And that's in the same building. Yeah, I mean, just ship them upstairs. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not blown away. Yeah, I actually, now that we're going through the menu and we haven't even gotten to the entrees yet, but spoiler, my favorite part was the salad. I thought the salad was phenomenal. That was not my favorite part. But Which we'll is a clear yeah, indication of how favorite. not great the rest of the entrees were. So then moving on to the chicken wings, um, we're eating the chicken wings and I was looking and the light hit one of my chicken wings <laughs> and I could just see just like whitish blonde hair, like all woven throughout this chicken wing. Woven. So no, it was like well, because the chicken wings are breaded and and have sauce. It was under the frying. It was under the fried, yeah, it, yeah. It was under the fried material on top. Woven. It was woven throughout, like it was, yeah. But so I was like, oh, this is so gross, and I showed it to you. It looked like hair. It looked like human hair, correct? Oh yes. It looked like human hair, and so I discreetly like wrapped it up in a napkin. And I went up to the host stand and I said, like, there's, I, I don't want to make a big scene, but there's a hair in my, there's, and it was a lot of hair. It wasn't like a little, it was like a long hair, same woven. Like it was throughout the whole wing. <laughs> and um, I, she was like, hold on, let me get a manager. A manager came over and he like sort of looked at it, but like, he was like, no, it's not hair. He's like, that's, um, he's like a lot of times when the uh, chickens aren't fully developed, um, you know, you still have some of the wings. That the feathers. Are, the feathers. <laughs> the wings. You still have some of the feathers that are like on there and they're hard to get off. So that's, that's probably what that is. And I was just like, not willing to be like, no dude, this is hair. Um, I just kind of went like, okay, that's a fair enough explanation because he, he was so ready with that, like that retort. that I was like, maybe he's right. But then like, so I like kind of was like, okay, cool. And I didn't press him further. And then I was like walking back to the table and I was looking down at the wing and I was like, that does not look like feathers. That looks like <laughs> human hair. And I was like, whatever, I'll put it aside. I'll move on. It didn't like I was, a, a lot of people- Did it lessen your experience? <laughs> no, it did. But I mean, it would have, a lot of people that would have derailed their dinner um, plan, like they wouldn't, they would have been grossed out. I, I know that there's a lot of people that that would have been a deal breaker and they would have been like, we're leaving. So it was kind of strange the way that that was handled. Like he was sort of apologetic, but he was like, no, 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 that's, that's a feather. That's not hair. Don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was really weird. And yeah, that was before we even got to entrees. And so like, there was a lot of, there were a lot of hiccups in the meal before we even got to the entrees. So did we bring up to the, I don't think we brought up to the waitress at all the hair thing. No, she no. just wasn't around. Yeah. She wasn't around. No. Yeah, and the service was very lukewarm. Yeah, and, but very... that's kind of how, um, you know, places like that, Korean barbecue. Um, no, disagree. You turn your, you flip your coaster over at Fogo to Chow and you say green that you want it. Oh, that's a guy you've sprinting got, over. You've got five guys <laughs> on top of you with yeah, like filet mignon. Yeah, so, maybe no, you're no, right. no, no, no. Yeah, let's, yeah, that's true. She doesn't deserve that much credit. No, and that's fair. The wings were terrible. Yep. By the way, they were yeah, like... Yeah, hair, <laughs> hair aside, they weren't that good. Who <laughs> unweave the hair. Look, they were just soggy and like... Yeah, yeah they were either undercooked or, or they were and just... And I thought the dumplings, like, at first I think I really liked them because I really just liked dumplings. But then, like, I felt like they had already been sitting for, like, maybe five minutes before they even got to our table. And then, like, I had, like, maybe three to start and then I had, like, two more. 
And like the, the last two I had were like essentially cold. I mean, like they were definitely like, yeah. you know, like when something's sitting out on a counter and like kind of has that like, it's been just in the air long enough that yeah. it just like doesn't feel piping hot. So then moving on to the entrees, what were, I don't even remember what the entrees okay, were. And I know so Rob, you had that in front yeah, of you. Yeah, so um, there's three things that they walk around with on, st just like Boca and Chow, yeah. is it? Um, so there's sweet and sour chicken, and mm. all these had the same description. Prepared over an oak fire, served on skewers with peanut and sweet and sour sauces. Then there's Szechuan sirloin steak and spicy grilled peel and eat shrimp. All with that same sauce description. Yes. I hate peel and eat shrimp. I, I just I, hate I peeling my own shrimp. That seems so like I don't. dumb. I I just don't like like just give me the shrimp without the freaking shell. I on feel it. like if you're paying forty-ish dollars for a meal. They could peel the shell. Peel my shell. Um, they were not easy it, to peel either. No. They were an abomination. Yeah, they were, they were horrible. <laughs> they were terrible. The, the shrimp was terrible, and it was nearly cold by the time it reached our table, yep. too. Because Matt was in the restroom <laughs> getting rid of the feathers, <laughs> and no. I... I just grab like maybe three shrimp because I already thought they looked kind of gross and I was like if I don't like them I'll just put them on Matt's plate which I did and <laughs> this looks gross I'll give it to Matt and it he was just a feather he just ate feather chicken <laughs> um yeah and it was just it was lukewarm like not even lukewarm. It was nearly they were cold, they were and they rubbery. were rubbery. <laughs> rubbery. It was like a prop. We were like eating Just like prop a prop shrimp. Yeah, it looked like it. I ate a good bit of the steak because I thought, well, I'm paying for it. I better get the most yeah. out of this meal. Like, and that was like well done, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have to the pizza cater I had to. Was, was actually, I would say medium. Oh really? Yeah, it's, the, the, the steak, steak was terrible. definitely the best of the three. Oh really? Opinion. I kind of like the chicken. I the thought chicken the chicken was, right. was like a little bit like juicier. But again, nothing to write home about about no. any oh, of these no, things. No. no, if I was paying ten, fifteen dollars for that meal, that's one thing. And so how much? But, is, it's forty dollars in a dollar. No, it was fifty-four a person with, oh. with everything all that said would, and done. Yeah, I mean, I think we had maybe three drinks between the five of us. Mm -hmm. Like, and um, it is. Tables and eligible. that was tables. Yeah, that was that tables. was with tables. Yeah, and then the the tip added in. Yep. So interesting. Um, then and the last the last piece was is that good on the entrees? Yeah, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Then the the to the me the highlight was the dessert, which is Ohana bread pudding a la mode with bananas caramel sauce. Delicious. That was good. I don't even remember if I had. I would have. I would have not really eaten as much had I known how good that <laughs> was going to be. Correct. Because I would have just like housed a plate by myself. Yeah, it was amazing. I think we had two servings we did. of it, and it was nice because wishes was going off at the Magic Kingdom, so we kind of just that was our saving grace. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's why. Like you asked me how I felt about it. Um, right after we had watched, watched Wishes with this awesome panoramic view, and you're like, what'd you like? I was like, yeah, it was great. But I was just kind of letting the, like, it was great, and then you think back, and I'm like, well, Rob had an allergic reaction to the food, the service was bad, there was hair in my chicken wings, the entrees weren't that great, um, the best thing was probably the salad, and I was like, wait a second, this wasn't great at all, this was bad, in fact, so... I mean, yeah, it's cool to be able to watch Wishes from that panoramic view, but it's probably cooler to watch Wishes, I don't know, in the Magic Kingdom. 
you know. Or, or to go to the lounge there and get yourself five Lapu Lapus and watch Wishes from there. Yeah. Five for yourself? No. <laughs> Five for the five of us. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> I'm gonna drink crazy. five. There would be no way to survive that. <laughs> Do not drink five Lapu Lapus. Wow, this is strong. Yeah, I, I just, it, that dirty window just killed me. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the nice thing is they do turn the lights down. And, and you hear they, the music, they, they, they pump the music in yeah, through the Yeah, so it is a cool ambiance, but I mean, can the does the same happen at the lounge? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm, I don't know. And the restaurant the... was was slow enough at that point. Like if you were sitting in the lounge, I'm sure they would have just let you come over with yeah. a drink and sit there because yeah. it was pretty dead at that point. It was it was ten, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I I didn't say anything about the dessert, but the dessert was really really good. And I will say the one good thing about this meal is that you could ask for anything twice. So if you wanted more of anything, sure. I probably would have asked for more dessert and more salad had I known what the full meal picture was going to look like at the end. But she was quick to bring out the second dessert, which had like two huge scoops of ice cream on mm -hmm. top of like, it looked, oh, it was, it like was a nice French that it was, it was separate too. So like the ice cream wasn't sitting on there. And if you didn't want ice cream with it, you, could you know, you could just have the bread. Because some I of think us there have was dairy one scoop. issues. I think there was one scoop on top, but then you what, got, uh, you're you right. got like you're... a little like skillet with three scoops in That's it correct. too. So yeah. it wasn't like doused in it though. So yeah, as you can kind of ascertain, um, our feelings on uh, Ohana are less than good. Well, we walked out and Matt was like, I give it an eight or a nine. Yeah, you, no, I said a, I had an eight and then I was like, and then I thought about it. And then it. I was like, but what do you give La Cellier? And I was like, a nine? Wait a second. And I was like, that's only right. one below La Cellier? No, it's several. No I mean, it's not, it was very, it was thoroughly mediocre throughout with some real bad hiccups in service and food preparation. So it's not a, it's, it's an expensive meal. It's one of the, it's one of the heftier bills you could rack up for a dinner reservation. Yeah, it was our most expensive meal there. Yeah, it was. for sure. And uh, it's, I, as it stands, not worth the price of admission. There are better places to spend more money. Spend more, yeah. yeah, spend well, spend that spend amount, of money. amount of money. There's better places to spend less money. Nine dragons. Uh, yeah. Well, when I think about a fifty dollar meal, would I be willing to spend another ten or twenty dollars to eat at La Cellier? Absolutely, I would. Right. Yeah, that's you true. Know. Definitely. Yeah. But don't I mean, teach different. us or trying something new. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but again, different, uh, totally different kind of restaurant. But I mean, with all the choices you have at Walt Disney World. If you're showing out that kind of time, yeah, uh, and I'm curious to see. Um, again, I always encourage people to reach out to us via social media or write into us, post on the Facebook wall. Um, I, I'm curious to see um, if you've been to Ohana um, in the past year or so. Uh, I wonder if anyone has had similar experiences. Anyone had really good experiences at Ohana? Well, we'd love to hear from you. So please hit us up. And obviously, the breakfast must be like totally different because it's a character yes. breakfast uh -huh. and. Maybe we was too busy when we got there. I don't know. It yep. didn't feel super busy. I yeah, mean, I should specify. I'm, I'm, I'm particularly curious if you've been to the dinner, um, um, to dinner at Ohana, because yeah, the breakfast is probably drastically different. Yes. Yes. So. Hmm. Yeah. So, everyone, anyone else have anything nice to say? Anyone else have anything nice to say <laughs> about Ohana? No, it, it's just it's really surprising because of. I know several people that have eaten there and have all raved about it. So I don't know 
we just had a bad experience. It's an yeah, off day. I mean, right? I it, it, we don't know, but and I'm not willing to give it a second chance. Certainly not with the well, just plethora the other op options, options there. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather try the California Grill before we go back there. Yeah, I can't believe we've never been there. Or Sanaa. Yeah. I wanted to try out the new restaurant at Animal Kingdom. Tiffins. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Nomad Lounge at all? I no, I mean, um, so what, in the last week or so, mm -hmm. um, Tiffin's Restaurant in Animal Kingdom has opened. And where is with, that in the park? So, if you go, if you, after you go through the main entrance, if you stay to the left towards Africa, uh -huh. um, it's, it's essentially attached to Pizza Fari. Oh, but it's I on love the back. Pizza Fari. So, and that's going to be the main entrance. <laughs> Walkway to Avatar yeah. Land, okay. well, Pandora. Camp, Camp Mini Mickey, right? Like back where that was. I don't know. I, uh, this is before we we were going there, so um, it's it's back there. So what kind of food? Tiffins. High well, end. Yes. It, what's it, a what's a, like an entree cost, Rob? Rob was saying it's pretty absolutely expensive. Yeah, I mean this is it, this you're is looking, definitely a high end yeah, experience. Yeah, it's a La Cellier type bill. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was so, a press event there, like, last week, and I saw some photos of the entrees, and they were very, they were very artistically done, like, beautifully plated. Like, it's not just, like, here's your food, like... It's like a gourmet type of a yes. thing. Yes. And I'm yes. finding a, uh, I'm finding an uh, article on Disney Parks that says, Tiffin's inventive menu stars uh, cuisine from around the globe, wineless focus on envir environmentality. So it says, um, from the familiar to something new, the menu offers something for everyone, from a bear beret spice lamb chop to a New York strip steak or beef short rib with potatoes. So mm, there's stuff from all over good. the world. It says <laughs> stuff from Asia and Africa, stuff from Europe, South America. So they're just focusing on a lot of different international creations. That's what's yeah, like the chicken. I'm just gonna say that the, the chicken dish is 34, lamb chop is 41, pork tenderloin 39, oh. halibut 42, prawns uh, 37. Uh, there's a strip loin and uh, short rib, 53. Ooh, that's yeah, okay. Duck breast, 39. So it's, it's not, end, yeah, it's not cheap. But attached to it is um, a lounge, their, I guess, bar. Okay. Um, and called uh, Nomad. Nomad Lounge. And it looks really cool. Yeah, I, I thought mean, that would be cool to go to. Yeah, so I think it, it'd be a cool place maybe... Go get some appetizers nighttime, and some drinks yeah. there before, like, going on the nighttime safari or seeing the Jungle. show whenever it <laughs> opens. Sure. Um, or getting on Everest or something. I think it could be a cool cool little spot. They have some seating outside. It looks like it's in the shade. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's covered. It's always so, nice at Animal Kingdom because oh. it yeah. gets really hot. Yeah. So, um, but even the inside, it looks very comf comfortable. You know, just homey. Well, the pictures of. I saw looked like it was pretty cool theming yeah to me I, yep. I that's what made me anxious to see it it's anytime you see one of those restaurants where it just looks like a cool environment to hang out that's what i always think of trader sam's and this is open now this open yeah so the ago. lounge i'm looking now it's uh, lounge hours are 11 30 a.m to 9 30 p.m oh, wow. so it says it's table service but you might have i I guess you have a waitress, but I think you could just walk in But so there. is Trader Sam's. If you go to the outdoor part of that, Correct. it's still it's, table service. Yeah. It's just a... And much, you know, they have appetizers. Um, they have a Wagyu beef, which is 21 but then they have pork ribs, $10. Fish balls, 
eight dollars. <laughs> Chicken wings ten dollars. Uh, vegetarian summer roll seven dollars. That's totally uh. That's yeah. Horrible. Then they have some desserts and then a lot of different beers from around the world. Some from Ethiopia. Oh, cool. Yeah, Vietnam, Laos, Singapore, Brazil. Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Especially for if you like wine. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, beer I should say. Well, they said they, they probably do have a lot of wine too. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, well, that pretty much covers the two things that we didn't get to on the last episode. Again, this isn't like a traditional WDW happy hour episode. We're just kind of giving you a bonus, wrapping up some loose ends, but we still will do our last call. It's going to be a little shorter than a traditional episode, and we'll be back next week, obviously on Sunday, but um, I will do um, the call out for last call if anyone else has some anything that they want to add before we wrap things up. I thought there was something that someone said they wanted to say. Hi, Holly. Hey, how are you? Um, <laughs> I'm very oh, good, thank you. Um, hey there. So Disney is making new magic band designs, mm. okay. and they're really cool. They're Dooney and Burke. Oh. Um, I think it's on the park blog. blog. They show they show like the different the, designs. Yeah. Um, very we could cool. Put that on, we could put that on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, we'll put yes. that on Facebook. Um, I think they're getting released July. Now, they're limited edition, mm -hmm. so they're only going to sell a certain amount. And where are these um, going to be sold? In well, the parks or online? In the parks. And also, you can go on the Shop Parks app to get okay. it as well. So, and then you also get a really neat slider that yes. says Dunienberg for your Magic Band. Oh, cool. The, so. the, they're beautiful. The How design. much are these suckers going to cost? <laughs> How much? I, I thought it was 42. 42. Yeah. That's what I read. Huh. Which are, what, like a custom? Doesn't surprise me. I mean. Well, a custom could run, like, if you get, like, a name. Like, you that might run 30-ish. A regular one is, like, 13, right? Yeah. Like, a plain just like a plain one that you would get at the resort. But these are fashionable looking. Mm -hmm. like oh, yeah. they're, they're if you sweet. have if you have like the the classic Dooney and Burke, like the first parks one they made, which was like a white background with like a lot of purple and pink. Dooney and Burke what purse? Purse, um, mm -hmm. crossbody or a wallet. Um, it's a the exact same the the exact same. And pattern. you have a Dooney and Burke crossbody. It's a we yellow both, one. We both yeah. do. Both Holly and I have. The same one, or no? She has the haunted mansion one. Okay. Yeah. And there's a ton now, but when they first released them a few years ago, there was only like two or three, right? Yeah. And then they have like one that really looks like mini. It has like mm -hmm. the the shoes and the the bows, and that's like a black and. There's the Mickey yellow. Parks one. It's like gray with Mickey's glove, his yep. shorts, yep. and his and shoes. So the Magic Bands are designed to. Complement the the bag the bag. already yeah. existing bags. Yeah, the one that will be interesting is the white one because there's no white magic band. Yeah, that's what I have. That's, that's the one that I like. That's the one that's the original Dooney okay. and Burke okay. pattern. Um, that is the one I like the most too, and I think the packaging is so pretty on it. Like they really like it looks like a high end product, and I think if you're someone who has a Dooney and Burke bag from like Disney. $42 is really not that much. In the grand scheme of things, you you probably go to Disney enough that you're going to be using it. My concern would be if you're paying for a custom Magic Band. I really can't wait to see, like, when they do run out of juice. Like, have you had any that you've used that, like, because Scott and Holly and I all have custom Magic Bands. Mm -hmm. And mine still works because I only got mine around my birthday, but... 
you know, you've gotten one. You probably got one, like, close, right? I recently got one in May. I got the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, but you got one in December or Do January, they run right? Out of juice? Yeah, I got yes. the, yeah, it's a battery. I got the e-ticket and the have... Steamboat Willie. Do either of them, have you used them recently? Yeah, I well, I didn't use them in May. I last, I think I used them in, in January. January. Okay. I, I really do, I do care a lot about when Magic Bands run out. And I also wonder if maybe you get some sort of like extended battery if you have a custom one because or if you how much would that, yeah, how would, much would that suck if you spent like $42 and if you do go all the time and really, yeah, you, you know, be, that, use it. <laughs> you should be able to feasibly use that for, you know, forever. Yeah. I heard somewhere they last up till two, two years. years. Yeah. Yeah, well, $42 for something like that, especially if it's like a fashion accessory and you go to Disney all the time, I would hope that it lasts for longer than two years. I mean, just think about it like if you were, if it was a purse or if it was a watch or a... <laughs> Only know, lasts for two years. Yeah, you, I mean, with a watch, I mean, you, with a watch, you can replace the lithium battery Well, in there. maybe there will be a market for... Oh, this should be... Oh, maybe I won't say that out loud. No, maybe there'll be a market for... Like magic, like, you know, like iPhone repair, like there'd be <laughs> you like send a, it into a third party. Yeah, you send it to a third party. We can replace the battery, pop it you'd, up. You'd have to cut into that somehow. I mean, yeah, it's you would. Yeah. That's a way to do it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a shame. Well, I'm definitely going to be getting one. Oh, yeah, there we'll you go. And then you can, so and then, one. you know, two you years do from it. now when we're doing our, uh, <laughs> our wrap up <laughs> episode. <laughs> When we're on like, you know, I really do want to know though, if, if anyone out there is listening and does have a magic band that they got like at the, the beginning of the release of magic bands, cause we're going, we're past two years now. Cause magic bands came out around November of 13. Um, so if you got a magic band, we have magic bands from November. Of I just 13. never keep track yeah, we of don't... which one's which. Yeah. I've, I've tried to use one from my first trip, which was October, October of 2014 yeah. and it did not work. One of them that did not work. Oof. That's scary. That's not very long. That's not even two years on yeah. that. I almost feel like when I plan my trip, I should get a ma magic band and then bring one of my customs and just in case my custom doesn't work, at least I have that. I should start new dating one. Oh, I always, magic bands. I always have bring underneath one. where your where my name where they engrave the name. If you get sent the magic band, I should start writing with magic marker the date that it was received, so then we can actually oh, see the, the shelf yeah, life. I have them labeled. And also so you know, you know, which one's which, because if you go and book your trips a lot, then you're getting those magic bands. Can you opt out of the magic yeah, absolutely. band? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I'm, we should start doing that because it's such a waste of... Um, no, but I like to get the new color. I mean, like... <laughs> I just got the new purple ones. So I, I, have, like, I keep one of each color. And then depending on, like, what I'm wearing on that trip, yeah. like, I'll bring, like, the last time I had the purple because it was new and then I have... But at this point, one. I think we have one of each color. So we should probably opt out of getting magic bands. It's not costing them. you anymore yeah. to get that magic band. Yeah, but I mean, it's a and waste also, of paper but, and packaging. But what if packaging. you use an old one that that doesn't have juice in it. I'd want one that I know the battery would work. I That's mean, like, why we if gotta you... date them. And, and, <laughs> well, myth, and Mythbusters just, this thing. I'm just saying, we're not going back for quite a, I mean, a few months. Quite a while. <laughs> quite a while. Oh boy. <laughs> but quite some time. It feels like forever. I know, it does feel like forever. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. that's cool. So, yeah. yeah, also, you know, sound off if we're gonna post this on the Facebook, so sound off if this, uh, tickles your fancy and you want to get these uh, fashionable Dooney and Burke magic bands. They should create a premium magic band where you, the inside is not enclosed in rubber and you can just Kind of like it. the new Fitbits, the Altas that you kind of just mm. pop out the actual Fitbit and it's just actually kind of a like a rubber bracelet you actually put in the... Yeah. Thing. Well that's like the one. 
but anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah, but but I was just saying, well, the one isn't a isn't a bracelet though. I'm thinking the alt is a lot more like a magic band. You wear it on your wrist. Yeah. Yeah, that would make more sense if you could charge your magic band. Yep. That'd be great. And if there was a pedometer, that would just be my <laughs> yeah, dream. If, I yeah. really want that. I'd magic still band wear my Fitbit though. But yeah, if they developed a magic band with a built-in pedometer, and that then would you be could rad. get an award for being the person in Disney World that day oh, with the man. most. Oh man! Oh right. Again, they could sync it to the app. Yeah, let's let's add more functionality to the app that they can't even deliver. On. They can't even do wait times. We want them to track our steps. Actually, my app's been working great this week with me being home. Oh really? Just being in the parks that it really yeah actually i like i pulled it up and it's because i was making reservations this week for october and right. it was right on nice yeah the, just as now i had problems bringing up stuff yeah i well, couldn't get to menus and stuff well so. never mind yeah yeah. yeah and if you're also side note just for planning purposes if you're planning on going for food and wine you should book your hotel rooms now because they are, they are at quick. premium and there are not many left so you know Get on that. Absolutely. Get on that. Make some memories. Book those <laughs> hotel rooms yesterday. Yep. All right. So anyone else? Did you have one, Scott? No, I was just going to kind of add on the, we'd kind of like to know what people out there who are listening to us are thinking about what we've done so far, positive and negative comments, if there's anything you'd like to hear. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, hey, I want to hear negative comments. So if we're doing something that people aren't enjoying... You know, let's fix it now. But and also, I don't. When we say negative. I just mean constructive. Constructive criticism. criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt, you want to give out our our email address also for maybe some new listeners who don't know how to get in touch with us. Yeah, if you're listening to us, um, please um feel free to um. I, it depends on how you're listening. Please subscribe to us, be it on iTunes or whatever other podcast uh, service that you use. Um, you can hit us up on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're all at Facebook the handle, and Facebook. and Facebook, sorry. But I'm saying on those, it's all WDW Happy Hour, and the Facebook is facebook.com slash WDW Happy Hour. So it should be easy for you guys to find us. So you know, follow us on social media, and you can hit us up if you have any questions or comments, or if you want a question or you have a um, topic that you want to you want discussed on the podcast hit us up at wdwhappyhour at gmail.com or again you can hit us up at any of the aforementioned you know social media outlets you know you can pose a question there too or just say hi or um tell us how you think we're doing and again we said at the beginning of the podcast but if you like what we're doing you want to keep hearing uh content um maybe you want us to put out more of these bonus episodes maybe you think that two weeks to wait for an episode is far too long i feel you um, hit us up and, and let us know that you want more WDW Happy Hour uh, content. We'd love to hear from you. Um, anyone else have anything to add? No. All right. Well, Thank then. You. Yeah. And cheers. Cheers. cheers.